Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You're listening to Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN, and this is where we hear from the businesses and services that are available in the Buffalo area. If you'd like to be on the program, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. Joined by Larry Midas, who is founder of Speaking of Strategy, and Larry, right off the top, what is it that you do? Randy, thanks for having me on the program. Uh, I tell folks I juggle three balls. I'm an independent business consultant. I'm a speaker, a professional speaker, and an educator. On the consulting side of my business, my clients run the gamut from mom-and-pop organizations with a handful of employees all the way to international uh, entities all over the world with hundreds or maybe thousands of, um, of employees. My focus areas are usually on the people side of, of business, organizational design, leadership and management development, sales and marketing strategies. I do a little bit on the financial side. I can look at and analyze an income statement, cash flow and balance sheet. If it gets deeper than that, I call my friends who are uh, CPAs, and I, I bring them on to the, uh, the project. But I spend a lot of time in the leadership development uh, world, helping folks understand uh, you know, how to create better uh, workplaces, workplace experiences, not just from a profitability standpoint, but also from enjoying being at work, the, humans, the human point of business, if you will. How is it that you came about this as a career? You know what? Uh, great question. I kind of felt like it was a perfect storm, if I can say that. I looked over my shoulder one day and said, what, about, what are all the things I've done in life so far? And I've been very fortunate to be able to do many of the things that I've enjoyed. I had a career in real estate. I had a career in broadcasting many, many years ago, um, advertising, marketing. And I said, you know, how can I help people, companies that are maybe struggling with some of those topics and bring them my my expertise. So um, I, I had the good fortune for a few years of working for a local consulting firm. And then I woke up one day and I said, you know, all my attorney friends said, everything you do in your world, Larry, is intellectual property. It belongs in your head. You know, you're the owner of the, that thought process. Just go out and start helping people on your own. So that's that's how I arrived at this point. It's been uh, It's been a little over nine years that I've been on my own. I wanted to take the time to uh, touch on a number of topics with you, and one of those, uh, just the employment situation. There are a lot of area employers specifically saying that they're having issues with staffing their companies at the appropriate operational levels, and then these employers also say they're having difficulty recruiting, hiring, and retaining millennials specifically. So what kind of thoughts do you have on those two areas? Well, you know, again, uh, to be cliche, we're sort of in a perfect storm situation here, Randy. Uh, Families are smaller, less people are going to high school, which means less people are going to college, which means eventually less people are entering the top funnel of becoming potential employees. So the the population is, 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 is getting smaller. In Buffalo, in Western New York, in, in any city, any place around the world, at the end of the day, when it comes to the talent and the talent pool, employers are all fighting for the same talent now. And it's a global economy because a lot of people work online. You know, you can, you can work in California and live in Buffalo, and it's going to work out just fine for a lot of people who do their, their work online. So the number of, of available employees is, is a challenge. The second issue is 
the economy has been pretty good now for a number of years. So people are not upset enough to raise their periscope and say, I want to look for new work. They're pretty cozy, pretty happy at work. So there isn't a lot of movement uh, inside of organizations or jumping from one company to the next. Now, I think depending on who you believe about a potential recession coming, that could change in the next six to 12 months if the economy starts to tank. But uh, honestly, when people are pretty happy at work and kind of in a cozy spot and they know everything they're doing and they feel they're fairly compensated, they're staying in, in, in place. Now, the whole millennial thing is, is just a gigantic topic that I've been speaking on now for uh, researching for a number of years and, and speaking on, on publicly. Millennials are on the cusp of becoming the largest part of the American workforce. In the next couple of years, they'll, they'll comprise 75% of the available workers. Unfortunately, in the media, we just get a lot of the negative misinformation about millennials. If I go out and ask people, just share your thoughts with me on millennials. I say that word, what do you say? They say things like, oh, they're lazy, they're self-centered, they don't want to come to work. Well, when you look at the research that's been done by places like Gallup and the University of North Carolina and, and major, major institutions, most of that isn't true. I have three children. Two of them are millennials, so I get the good fortune of studying them every day under my roof, which kind of drives my wife crazy sometimes. But I listen to what they say and how they communicate, how they decide, how they lead, what's important to them, what they place value on. And it, 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 it's interesting. Um, but I meet a lot of employers who say, do I have to hire these millennials? And my answer is no, you don't if you want to go out of business because you're going to have people retiring. You're going to have people dying, how are you going to fill those seats? It's got to be this generation. We have to learn how to work in a blended generation environment, baby boomers, millennials, Gen Y, Gen X, Gen Z, because we all have something to contribute. I talk to employers now, Randy, about building what I call a super workforce. Let's take the best talents and skills of all those generations, marry them together to build a super team, no different than you would construct a professional sports team. In talking to other people in different segments of this program, a lot has come up about the lack of people going into skilled trades, things like carpentry, plumbing, electrical. Uh, does that also jive with what you're seeing, and you have maybe some insight on that? Absolutely, and and I say shame on us, and shame on us. I count my generation, the generation before us. Um, my dad had a blue-collar job, and every night at the dinner table, I don't think my parents ever, ever once in my life said, Larry, you don't want a blue-collar job. But I looked at how unhappy my dad was coming home every day, and I said, well, if that's what a blue-collar job means, then I certainly don't want one. But we've done a, a disservice to our community, our nation, if you will, because we need to go back to get into kindergarten classes, we being adults, employers, and start preaching the benefits of these other, quote-unquote, blue-collar careers. I've got some relatives in my family now, some young men and women who went down that path. They might have a two-year degree. But they don't have college debt, and they're they're making eighty, ninety, a hundred thousand dollars a year working in the trades, and they're sleeping at night. They're buying their second and third house already at the age of twenty six, twenty seven, because they don't have the collegiate debt. And no one ever spoke to him about the trades being this. The good news I'm seeing with millennials, which is exciting to me, and is they realize that there's a huge path in entrepreneurialism. And they're not afraid of being stigmatized as, oh, you're the people that didn't go to college. I think there's going to be, I hate to say it this way because I've been around higher education for 23 years, I think there's going to be a semi-revolution. This is the first time parents and students in America are standing up next to each other saying, exactly what am I getting with a college degree? 
and is it worth the price tag? And people are starting to pull back saying, I think I'm going to go down a different path. That change, though, is literally going to take decades. Speaking with Larry Midas, founder of founder of Speaking of Strategy here on Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Getting a lot of data from places like Society for Human Resource Management, Gallup, Forbes, and I guess the the number is around 75% of the American workforce not engaged at work. Uh, Is that mean unhappy or is it more than that? It's actually more than that. And and when you break that down, there's different levels of engagement or disengagement. Uh, What really triggered this, Randy, was, was the tragic events of September 11th years ago. Rightfully so. People not just in America, but all over the world woke up the next day on September 12th and said, I'm just going to go to work, collect my paycheck, and go home and enjoy my community and my family, rightfully so, because I saw what happened yesterday. So the whole corporate structure of climbing the ladder and high potential employees and and fast tracking and all that, everyone stopped in their tracks and said, I'm not sure I want that. I, I need more balance in my life. So that was kind of the the, the trigger, if you will, for some of that, some of that um, thinking. But there's different levels of engagement. And quite honestly, most of us can tell. Even as consumers, you can walk into a business and deal with someone and tell, are they into their job or not? And unfortunately, on most days, the answer is they're here for their paycheck and they're not really caring about servicing me or smiling or being efficient or accurate or anything else. They're just, quote, unquote, doing a job. So uh, some people are just literally functioning at the lowest level at work to make sure they don't get fired. There are some people who are engaged and feel pretty good most days of the week about being at work, but they're not creative or innovative. That higher level is the person who comes in and says, I'm going to do a bang-up job every day. I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to treat customers, including my internal customers, my coworkers, phenomenally well. I'm excited to do new and different diversified things. I love my job. You stopped at any busy intersection in, in western New York in the morning, Maine in transit in Williamsville or somewhere in the city, and asked total strangers, hey, roll down your window and answer this question. You're on the way to work, obviously. Do you love your job? You're not going to get a lot of yes answers. That's a problem. You just spoke about leadership and how many people are not so eager, perhaps, and maybe I'm putting it in different words than you just used, maybe not so eager to be climbing that corporate ladder. But for those who are trying to become leaders, uh, do they naturally have that ability? Do they attain that through the bulk of the work that they've showed at the job they're at? How does that go? Well, leadership is definitely a skill or a set of competencies that can absolutely 100% be learned if you're open to learning. And in, in my career, in my profession, people ask me every day, Larry, are, are leaders born or are they made? Now, you know, newspapers used to print birth announcements. I can't ever remember in my entire life seeing a birth announcement that said, leader, born today. No. You know, you take your first breath, nobody knows that. Um, Potential future leader, and some people start to recognize in themselves, maybe I have good people skills or good uh, thought process skills or good decision-making skills, all parts of, of, of effective leadership. But um, there's also misconceptions in the workplace because sometimes people go, well, I don't have a title. I'm just a worker, so I can't be a leader. At the end of the day, every human being has to realize every single day we influence others around us in the community, at work, and in our families. And if we want to take ourselves to the next level, all those skills can be taught. They can be learned how to get results, how to communicate effectively. You know, uh, somebody said to me the other day, well, I just have to pull people along at work. That's old school leadership. We don't pull anybody anymore. We don't push anyone anymore. 
You can't find a millennial who wants to be pushed or pulled, so you're not going to be able to hire them. It's it's about that collaboration. Um, I'm actually in the ninth year now of teaching leadership development. I have a course that starts on October 8th. All the information is on my website at speakingofstrategy.org. I've put hundreds of people through the program who left at left at a higher level of leadership, and it doesn't matter if you're green in your career. I've had 35-year seasoned veterans of work, of the workplace, in my courses who left and said, I lead differently now. I learned something here. So absolutely, you can learn the skills, but it's like riding a bike. You can read about it, but if you don't practice, you got to practice daily at work. And if there's a way to tie this in in under a minute, uh, if you can do it, that's great. If not, well, you know, we can always have you back for another segment. Um, The concept of the culture in the workplace, I'm guessing engagement has something to do with it. Leadership and your ability to climb the ladder may have a small role, too. Absolutely. Culture is number one. Culture is everything at work. And I still meet employers that go, oh, that's that's hogwash. Culture means nothing. Your family has a culture. Your ethnicity has a culture. Your neighborhood has a culture. Your school has a culture. Why would work not have a culture? And, and the companies that are, that are the most successful at attracting talent and retaining it have the healthiest cultures. Some of them locally are, you know, our friends at Wegmans, our friends at West Her. There's a distinct culture. The CEOs, the leadership team, they recruit to the culture. Everyone else working there reinforces the culture. And after a while, people go, you know what? If you don't belong here, we're not going to let you be here because it's going to disrupt the culture. Happy, productive, adult, respectful workplace cultures thrive. The, the money comes after that. The money comes after that. But culture is absolutely number one. Well, interesting concepts and certainly uh, worthy of, uh, well, double the time we put into it. But thank you for very much for providing the opportunity for the moments we did. My pleasure, Randy. Thanks for having me. Easy as speakingofstrategy.org, the website, correct? Correct. And it's, he would know, Larry Midas, founder of Speaking of Strategy. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930, WBEN. All star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.